for joining us in person. Thanks for joining us online. Um, here's one of my, f- my favorite um, Chuck Swindoll quotes. He said, The church in the, t- in the first century was the object of God's attention and affection. It was purified by persecution, which caused its influence to spread like a flaming wheat field in Nebraska. Its contagious momentum impacted every little nook and cranny of the known world. People all across the Roman Empire, much to the embarrassment of the emperor, began to buy into it. And before long, there were pockets of believers in villages, towns, and cities, none of them with ornate cathedrals, but all of them with a heart for God. But during the latter part of the 4th century, something strange happened in the body. Church became a formal thing. Christianity ultimately became an official religion. It took upon itself the marks of an organization, and predictably, the church lost its way, and its divine power was replaced with human authority. The church, like a bloated whale, lay awkward, enormous, lifeless, atop the swells and waves of historic events. Now, you might think he's just writing that to sound good, but... That's true. That's what happened to the church. If you've read any church history, once they started looking like an official religion and becoming an organization, they did kind of lose their way. The church lost its way, just like I'm sure you know many churches do. Many churches lose their way. Many churches close their doors because they lose their way. In fact, many organizations are at that way, not just churches. Churches, organizations are always realigning and recasting a vision and going a different direction. So maybe God has been using this pandemic for the last 12 to 15 months to stretch our thinking regarding how we do church and why we do church and the way we do church and maybe even our role in the community as we do church. This pandemic has stretched us out of our comfort zones and there's a lot of that that we didn't like. We didn't like when we closed the doors. We didn't like when we couldn't meet together. But churches are meant to be way more than buildings in which we meet. If our goal has only been to reopen the doors of the building then we've missed the boat on what church is. What we've experienced the last 12 to 15 months should challenge us. It should challenge us to rethink how we do church. Because for many people, the only goal was to get back to the building. When can we get back to the building? When can we get back to the building? When can we get back to the building? And I get getting back to the building and worshiping together. I get that. But to get back to worship and get back to the building as if that's the only thing that's important... Maybe we've missed the boat. As if you weren't worshiping at home. As if you weren't worshiping in small groups. I love this quote. Those churches that hurry back to worship will give members the perception that they need the public gathering to truly be the church. So all the things we've been telling them about church happening wherever you are sounds hypocritical right now. The church is way more than a building. We are way more than a building. I know we're supposed to gather together, but gathering together is not the end all. End all. Christians are supposed to meet, but Christians are also supposed to go. We're, we're supposed to go outside these walls. We're supposed to go into all the world. We want to be known not because of our address. We want to be known not because of the sign out here at 317. We want to be known for something more than that. We want to be known as the group that's always out in the community. We want to be known as the group that volunteers in the community. Craig Rochelle writes, 
To many people, church is a place. It's a building. Bricks and mortar, a destination. We go to church. The problem with thinking we go to church is that it gives us a consumer mindset. I'm looking for a church that meets my needs. So if we make church all about this building, or if we make church all about meeting together, then we just want to get back to normal. Can we not just get back to what we were doing? And I'm not sure we want to get back to what we were doing. There's a lot of good that we were doing, but getting back to what we were doing wasn't necessarily working for the most part. If we make church all about this building, we're saying that we can't be who we need to be unless... We have this building, and this building is not our identity. Again, what the, the sign out at 317 is not our identity, which leads us to our mission statement. Love God, love others, make disciples. That should be our identity. Jesus said, by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's our identifying mark. That's who we are, not the address on the building, not to sign out front. And so I want to talk a little bit about our five core values, and you're going to be hearing about our five core values over the next five weeks. Church is changing. I'm sure you know church is changing. If, if you've lived a week, you know church is changing. If you've lived 50 years, you know church is changing. I mean, all you have to do is go back to last August. We, we weren't ready for live stream. What, what is live stream? And a lot of churches were ready, and we weren't. And now we've got two cameras on the wall, and people are watching us live from their homes in this community, from states over, from thousands of miles away. We don't have to be at this building to worship. So maybe it's time we rethink the direction of the church, which is why we introduced this statement. We want to love God, love others, make disciples. That's who we want to be. That's what we want to be known for. No longer can we be driven by traditions. No longer can we be driven by opinions or poor theology or the status quo or even mediocrity. The world's lost. And we can no longer be contained or defined by these walls. We need to rethink how we're doing everything because, like I said, for the most part, what we were doing wasn't working. We were maintaining the status quo. We were keeping up with agendas. We were just keeping shop. And we don't want to just keep shop. Churches that are growing and churches that are healthy are out in the community. Just study any growing healthy churches and they're out in the community. Churches that are growing and are healthy are not just in their buildings. So that's the purpose of this statement. We want that to drive us. Love God, love others, and make disciples. So one month ago, on June 27, our elders shared this statement. This is our mission statement, love God, love others, make disciples. In everything we do, we want to love God, love others, make disciples. In everything we do, in all of our five core values, which I'm fixing to share with you, which you know, we want to love God, love others, and make disciples. When your group meets, we want you to love God, love others, and make disciples. That's a scriptural thing for a church to do. That's a healthy thing for a church to do. And so we're going to look at our five core values. So over the next five weeks, you're going to be getting one per week. So what do we value as a church? Rick Warren says, people want to join a church that knows where it's going. When a church clearly communicates its destination, people are eager, eager to get on board. This is because everyone's looking for something that gives meaning, purpose, and direction in life. 
which is why we want to give meaning and purpose and direction in love God, love others, make disciples. We want you to talk about that all the time. If someone says, what's your church about? Love God, love others, make disciples. That's not original. There's a lot of churches that have that, but we want that to drive us. So what are our core values? You know what a core value is. A value is a belief or a mission or a philosophy that drives a person or drives an organization. So we want that statement to drive our church. Everyone has a core set of values. You have a core set of values. Maybe you believe in hard work. Maybe your core value is family. Maybe your core value is concern for others. Maybe one of your values is social justice. Everybody has a core value. Political parties have values. Politicians subscribe to certain core values. Maybe it's helping the poor. Maybe it's doing something with the environment. Everybody has core values. We move our lives in certain directions based on what our values are, and we want to move this church based on what our values are. Values energize us. Values motivate us. Values give us purpose. Values give us direction. If you value truth, then you probably don't lie a whole lot. If you value your family, then you're going to put your family first. If you value goodness, then you can't bring yourself to do something wrong. Values. So you know one of my favorite restaurants is Chick-fil-A. You want to know what their value is? Here's their purpose. To glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us, to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. There's not a thing in there about food. That's their purpose. That could be our purpose. That could be the purpose of the church. So, what do we value as a church? We value worship, outreach, youth, children's, and connections so let me just kind of go through those quickly. <clears throat> let me say this about worship. We'll gather on the weekend to worship God as a church family. And we'll invite others to regularly join with us in praising God because we realize that worship's not limited to what we do on Sundays. We want to encourage a lifestyle of praise and worship that magnifies God on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, remember, a core value is something we believe in and it drives us and it gives us purpose and motivates us. So you, you might think... well. Duh, worship ought to be a given value. It ought to be. But worship in church buildings has declined. Worship since the pandemic has declined. If worship is a core value, we got a lot of our membership not here. If worship's a core value, then can you look at what you do in this building and coming to this building and worshiping as a church family? Is it a core value to you or something else more important? Because if it's a core value, you're going to make every effort to be here. Now... It's also a lifestyle. It's not just what we do here in this building. So if worship is a core value, then outside of Sunday, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, worship ought to be a core value with you. And if you're not worshiping God on those days, then when you come here, it probably doesn't mean much to you on Sundays. So if we value worship, we're going to worship God every day of the week so that when we come together, we're going to worship God um, even more powerfully. Number two, we value outreach. <clears throat> We're passionate about serving our community and demonstrating God's love to others. We want to partner with our community and connect with them in a way that shows we are for them. Now, we may be passionate about serving our community, but um, I like what Andy Stanley says, that the vision in the hall trumps the vision on the wall. So we may value that on paper, and we may value what you're looking at, but 
unless we're actually doing that. So we want to partner with our community and connect with them in a way that shows that we're for them. We want to be in our community. We want them to know that, that we are for them. And we're finding ways and looking for ways to do that. Jesus says, go into all the world. The Greek would say, as you are going, as you are going, you need to show people Jesus. And we want to do that. Number three, we value youth and family ministry. We want to partner with parents throughout the teenage years to raise up young people who are strong in their faith. We want to provide faith-building opportunities to strengthen their relationship with God and others. Now, we want to partner with parents. We don't want to take the place of parents. We want to partner with parents. We value children's ministry. We want to partner with parents, again, to help raise the next generation. We believe that strong families begin with solid foundations. We want to provide opportunities throughout the week to help families grow in their faith and in their relationships with each other. We want to partner with our children and our young people are not the church of tomorrow. They are the church of today. And if we value them, like you saw already when we did communion, we will incorporate them in various ways to show them that we value them so that they can be the church and the leaders um, of the next generation. We value connections. We will connect with others in a small group to experience the growth and encouragement that comes by being in community with others and encourage groups to connect with and partner with our community. We value being in community with each other. You're going to be hearing about groups. We value small groups, but we also want our groups to connect better with the community and be for the community, and we're going to be telling you about some of those ways as well. We need to be on mission, and on mission is love God, love others, make disciples. In everything we do, love God, love others, make disciples. When we worship, love God, love others, make disciples. When you go to class today, love God, love others, make disciples. We want you to be thinking about that, talking about that. We, we want you saying that so that we are on mission. So, again, over the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about our core values. So I have time to share this illustration. You know, I read something very interesting about sharks. Did you know that when you buy a baby shark, it'll grow in proportion to the water it's in? So you put that shark in an aquarium in your house, and you can have a full-grown 8-inch shark because it's going to grow in proportion to the water it is in, just like many Christians we have some Christians that we put in this aquarium we call a church building. And they love being in the church and they swim around and they're so happy and I'm so glad we got back to the church and it's all about being here and being here and being here. But if you want to be that shark, if you want that shark to be full grown the way God intended it to be, you put that shark in the ocean. And if you want a Christian to be what God intended Christians to be, you put those Christians out in the world. We're not identified by these walls. We're not identified by that sign. We are meant to be way more than that. It's time for us to be on mission and active. Two translations from Philemon 6. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so you'll have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. I love the message. I keep praying that this faith we hold in common keeps showing up in the good things we do and that people recognize Christ in all of it. So I want to give you a couple of examples today of what it looks like to be connected, to be active, and for the community to know that we are for them. Uh, again, we're going to be finding ways and we're going to be putting those before you. Here's one. 
You've heard us talk about we want to partner with UMHB. We want to know UMHB. We want UMHB to know that we are for them, and we've not done a real good job of that. We've, we've tried. We've dabbled in, but we are looking for ways to partner with UMHB. So there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of things. One of the things we're talking about is having a tailgate party at UMHB so that UMHB knows that we're for them. Maybe you've heard of this UMHB football program, kind of successful national championships since I've moved here. I can take no credit for that. So we are partnering here in just a couple of weeks. We just finalized this this week. We are partnering with the social work department, and we're going to have an intern from the social work department working with us all year so that UMHB knows that we're for them and they can place some of their students that are needing internships. And so we're going to have a social work intern working with us this whole year. We want UMHB to know that we're for them. So that's just one opportunity. We're providing an opportunity for a social work major. We're providing an opportunity for UMHB. And we're going to tell you more about that in the next couple of weeks and what that looks like. Let me give you another opportunity, another um, suggestion. I didn't even put this great picture up there. Sorry, there's UMHV. Um, you've heard of this thing called BCP, Belton Christian Preschool, and, and maybe you don't know. Because there's people that have come to church here for years and years who will say, I didn't know we had a preschool here. So starting here on September, um, in September, in September, we're going to have about 125 kids up here every Tuesday, Thursday, and about 20 teachers coming up here. We've got a ministry in our church building that lets our community know that we are for them. And that's what we want to be, is we want to be for our community. And we want our community to know that we're for them. And we want our preschool to know that we are for them. And we, we have just kind of existed. They do what they do. We do what we do. They use our building. We see them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we want to do better with that. We want them to know that we are for them. So we want to give you two opportunities today for you to let the preschool know that we are for them. The first has to do with financial. Sorry, it is financial. We want um, our teachers to know that we are for them. So we'd like to have a welcome basket ready for them on August 31 for each of the 20 teachers. And we've got things that we're going to put in there, supplies for their classroom, and maybe some $5 Sonic cards for when they want to go. We, we just want to do a welcome basket so that those 20 teachers, most of which don't go to church here, know that we are for them. So it'd be easier, sorry, if you just give us money because we've got a list and that way we can make sure we go buy stuff evenly instead of getting 8,000 Sonic gift cards at $5. We'd like to make sure we buy stuff evenly. 20 teachers, each welcome basket's going to cost about $50 roughly, somewhere around there. That's about $1,000 and we're going to put that together and we're going to show you pictures of that and they're going to cry. They're going to be so excited, trust me. They're going to be so excited. But here's the second thing we want to do. Here's the next opportunity. What we'd like to put in those welcome baskets is notes from you. You can say whatever you want. You can say things like, we're so thankful to have you teaching our preschool. We're praying for you to have a blessed year. You're awesome, amazing, a blessing to these children. You write whatever you want. But here's the catch. Can you write it 20 times? (laughs) Or... Have your group write five and five and five and five. When your small group gets together, just write some notes. You don't need to know the teacher's name. Just sign your name just so that they know that, we, that we're for them. And we're going to put all that in a welcome basket 
and they're going to cry. They're going to be so excited, and we're going to be so excited to give those to them, but we want them to know that we are for them. We don't want them just being in our building doing their thing. We want them to know that we're for them. And throughout the year, we're going to do a better job of them letting us know and us letting you know of what we can do to be for them. There's a lot of activities they do that they need um, people power. And we're going to let you know what those opportunities are because right here in our own building is a ministry for the community that we want them to know that we are for them. And so there's two opportunities right there. Is um, if you want to give any amount, you don't have to give fifty dollars. If you want to get a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, um, we'll take that money. We're going to be showing you pictures of all of that and putting that together. If you're interested in doing that, and if you want to write some notes, and if you want to write twenty notes yourself, we'll put notes. We'll just cram notes in those baskets, and that will. Let me tell you, that will be so encouraging, so amazing. They're going to know that we are for them. So that's just a couple of things we want to tell you about. Over the next five weeks, you're going to hear about worship, outreach, youth, children's, and groups. And we're going to let you know why those are core values for us and how we can love God, love others, and make disciples with reference to each of our core values. Let's pray.